Hannah. Hello, Anna. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm really excited for our cozy coffee chat of the evening. Me too. Special late night edition. <laughs> yes. It's a 9 p.m. where we are. <laughs> You're right. It is. Oh, my God. All right, Hannah, what are you drinking? All right, Anna. So I made myself a delicious decaf coffee. So Yum. it's an instant decaf, but I made it fancy. <laughs> that was my next question. Good old Nescafe. Nescafe never disappoints me. It may disappoint a lot of other people, but I don't care about you. <laughs> You're happy. That's what matters. Did you put... Uh, did um, you put... Uh, Dolce de leche in it or whatever. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So actually, I didn't have any of that. I did make Anna tasty Dolce de leche uh, coffee when she was really over. Good. Even with the instant coffee, that was delicious. Yeah, sugar can mask anything. Yes, it can. <laughs> um, this one has okay. So I have a pumpkin syrup and a vanilla syrup. So I combined a little bit of the two, and I frothed my milk with those three dollar like those little it's electric like a whisk whisks on a stick. Yeah, a tiny like whisk coil on a stick. And yeah, I feel really fancy right now with my decaf pumpkin vanilla coffee drink. <laughs> that sounds so good. How about you, Anna? What are you drinking this evening? <sighs> All right. I cheated because it's late night edition. I don't have coffee. I instead made a cocktail. Ooh, what kind of cocktail did you make? I made an elderflower spritz. So it is sparkling Ooh. wine, elderflower liqueur. I use St. Germain because I like to be fancy in seltzer water, sparkling water. That's it. So good. So what is like the taste of elderflower? I feel like I've always seen it on drinks, but I've never like picked it out as a specific flavor. But it's almost okay. like a, it's got, it's like a floral sweetness. Okay. I mean, that does make sense. I guess yeah. I just don't have a refined enough palate to like pick that out. If we're being um, entirely yeah. honest, I can't pick out the, I couldn't pick out, I know it's elderflower liqueur and I know what elderflower liqueur tastes like, but I can't pick out what specifically about it is the elderflower. Yes, Does I think that that's what sense? my question was. Right, like what gives it the elderflower dimension? Um, I get the overall yeah. florally feel and sense from it, but I mm-hmm. guess, and it's different than violet or rose, so I guess that's where the elderflower comes in, but it's very subtle. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Maybe it's just more subtle than those. That's lovely. I will make you one the next time you come over. We can um, be fancy together. I love being fancy with you, Anna, any day. <laughs> <laughs> We, were, we had a fancy weekend. It was so fun. Oh we my went, gosh, yes. We went to this makeup store called Glossier. It's spelled like Glossier, but I believe it's called Glossier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we got coffees. <laughs> we got fancy coffees and french fries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like the most interesting combination uh, that I've ever had in a while, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> it was so good. Hannah ate like 10 fries, and I pounded the rest. I was so hungry. I hadn't had breakfast. Okay, Anna, you didn't have breakfast. I made myself a giant breakfast burrito before I met you, and then we went to a brunch place, and I was like, I could snack. (laughs) You made the responsible decision. You were like, I'm going to be an adult and eat breakfast. I woke up, and I was like, I'm just going to drink coffee. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, but the coffee was awesome where we went. We went to this little French cafe. Oh, my Um, God. Their lattes are some of my favorite lattes. They're so So good. good. It's so good. I also loved how, like... Personally, I think both Anne and I are very careful with everything going on with the pandemic. And I just love how the tables were spaced out, made me feel comfortable. Yes. Um, Shout out to this place. They could have packed way more tables in there. And I was really appreciative that they did not. Yes. All right. So I think we've got some questions to answer today. 
Yes, we do. Anne and I picked out two questions that we wanted to answer. First one came to us by Benjamin. Uh, so shout out to Benjamin. Thanks for the question. And his question was, what's a special treat you like, but try not to buy for yourself too often? Ah, oh, that's such a good one. So my answer to this question is, of course, it's going to be an item from Trader Joe's. If you've been following Anna and me, <laughs> you would know that we are obsessed with Trader Joe's. Uh, it is the dark chocolate-covered pretzel, the dark chocolate-covered pretzels. They are so addictive and so delicious. How about you, Anna? I'm going to do more than one because I've mentioned these so many times. It's the truffle potato tips from Trader Joe's. Those are so good. I can't buy them because I will eat the entire bag within 24 hours. Truffle can definitely be hit or miss, but on yeah. these potato chips, it's like the balance is perfect. You know? They're so good. They're so good. They're so good. And then my other one, um, which is also from Trader Joe's, is they have mini peanut butter cups. And every single time I buy them, I buy them and I'm like, this time I'm going to make chocolate chips cookies with them. Because they're small. They're like chocolate chip size. And I think they would be so fun in chocolate chip cookies. But instead of chocolate chips, they're little peanut butter cups. Except they have never once made it into the cookies. (laughs) I just eat them by the handful. That's hilarious. Are they like, are they actually just like their dark chocolate peanut butter cups except mini size? Yes. And they're milk chocolate. Oh, milk chocolate. Oh my God. I know. I like milk chocolate more. I know it's like not the classy one to like. (laughs) Yeah. Anna, that's why I was surprised when for me, I picked out those dark chocolate pretzels because I was surprised I was going to like them so much because I'm not like a huge dark chocolate person either. Uh, They sound really good though. Yeah, you'll have to try them. I think that just the combination of the salty pretzel and the sweet chocolate is just amazing. I love uh, it. So good. So our second question is by Chris. So shout out to Chris. Thanks for your question. And his question is, how did you end up finding your first and subsequent aerospace jobs? Okay. So my very first job, I did the common thing that people do is that I interned for that company. And then I took a full-time job there after I graduated. And I found the internship just through an internal like job posting board on my university's website. So a lot of colleges, like they have departments for this. They have like, ours was called the like cooperative education department. But they have departments that their entire job is to post or find internships and job opportunities for students. So make sure you are using the internal resources that your college is, apply- uh, is supplying for you. You're paying for them. So you should use them. And then my second job, I knew about the company. I wanted to work there. I applied online. It's not a very good or interesting story, but I got lucky and I applied online. Getting an interview from an online portal is hard. And oh it's, my God. It, you need to use, like, typically you need to use connections. And my advice would be, like, email the alum that are associated with your school that work there and just be like, hey, I'm really interested in this job. Uh, Do you have any advice or can you pass along my resume to a hiring manager? Talking to people and just like reaching out to people on LinkedIn uh, or over email will just help the probability of getting a response. I just had another pro tip. There's like internships are awesome. They're so great in college. They're a great experience for you. But every student in college is applying for summer internships because every student has a summer off. There's one summer where I had to apply to 75 different internships. I'm not even exaggerating. Oh so my just gosh, keep yes. At it. And then I got a job because I knew somebody who worked there previously. Like, 
Yeah. So just forge ahead, use your connections. And don't, don't give, give up. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're the same person. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Anna, like when you said you applied to 75 internships, I'm pretty sure I applied to like 60, 70 jobs, like full-time jobs when I was graduating. And you honestly just keep at it. Like just send send job applications everywhere. Whatever you think is interesting, just send it because yeah. you'll find out whether or not you actually like it by talking to the people who work there. And do like interviews you, and meet and greets. Just because you send an application, you are not signing some contract saying if I get the job, I have to work there. Yes, exactly. Like apply, especially if you're, I mean, for full-time jobs, yes. Internships, even more so. So for me, for my first job, I actually, same thing. I had read about the job in the news. I'd seen it a lot on social media. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. This looks awesome. Let me apply. And I applied. And like Anna, I got lucky with hearing back from the job portal. But also, I knew an alum. So that's why I brought this up. I knew an alum at that uh, company that I could reach out and ask for advice as I was going through the interview process. And that was helpful to like hear from just another person who worked there about what the company culture was like and just some advice to like guide me through the interview process. So that's how I got my first job. And something that helped me with my first job was I had made a, a portfolio website that I remember the interview committee really liking. And on this portfolio website, I had added just pictures and videos of projects that I'd worked on through my undergrad. Uh, and you can f- make websites for free. And there's a lot of uh, website builders. So you don't need to know how to code your website. You can just use one of those uh, pre-created website builders and just throw some pictures and like blurbs about the projects you've worked on. It's a great way to showcase you know, all the hard work you've done in your undergrad. That's a great idea. All right. So for my second job, um, same thing, heard about it in the news, thought it was cool. And uh, actually, I had gotten a LinkedIn request to check it out from one of the recruiters at this company. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. And then one of my friends started working there too. And she was like, oh, Hannah, you should come like check this out. Like doesn't hurt to apply. So that's exactly what I did. I I interviewed and I got in and it did help to have uh, once you start working your first or second job, you'll over the course of your career, you'll start getting recruiters reaching out to you over LinkedIn being like, hey, we have a posting that you could be interested in. And that's what happened with this situation. And it never happened to me really in undergrad. But I noticed that as I had more years of experience under my belt, I started seeing more of those recruiter emails. Oh, man. It'll reach a point. Sometimes you're like, okay, I got it. Yeah. (laughs) But then I have to remember all the times when I desperately wanted them and I didn't get them. Right. It's a great position to be in. Not complaining. No, not in the least. But just be patient. It's rough. I definitely felt the stress and then the major relief of just getting an internship anywhere and then getting a job. So you just got to be patient and yeah, just don't give up. Like it will work out. And then the other thing is like, if you can't, if you're trying to get a summer internship and you just can't seem to get one and you still want to do something with your summer, ask around at your university. There may be professors who are looking for research assistants for the summer. Ask internally because your university may have positions as well. Yes. 
Also, you don't have to work your entire summer. Like you could also look into study abroads over the summer and there may be opportunities through those programs to like do some research, but then also, you know, immerse yourself in a different culture, in a different part of the world. We can't really do that right now with the pandemic, but that is something else that is really great just life experience to have. My brother studied abroad and I always wished I had. He had a great time. Yeah, I feel the same way. My sister did too, and I heard her stories, and um, actually both of my sisters did. Same feeling as you, Anna. I wish I did too, so that's why I'm mentioning it here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Those are great questions. That's great. All right. Should we move on into our recommendations? Yes. Or things we have been enjoying? Yes. So uh, as typical per our coffee chats, we go through the questions that you send us, and then we get into what we're having fun with in our lives. So, Anna, do you want to go ahead and take it away? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, in space news, I would like to start a petition to make Wells the host of Bachelor in Paradise. (laughs) All right. Spoiler. This isn't space news at all. Yeah. But um, (laughs) I don't understand. They have all these other people on to, to serve as hosts, and I don't think they actually add anything to the show. So anybody who doesn't watch Bachelor in Paradise, Wells, I believe, was a contestant on The Bachelor or Bachelorette years and years ago. Yeah, I think that's right. Also, Anna, going back to your space news comment, I believe that since we're space podcasters, anything we announce is technically space news. (laughs) I'm going to have a stick with that. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I like this. Okay, yes. He was on season 12 of The Bachelorette. I'm trying to figure out what year that was, but my internet is choosing this moment. Exactly. Okay. All right. So Wells was on season 12 of The Bachelorette, and that was in 2016. He's now coincidentally engaged to Sarah Hyland, who, that actress who is in Modern Family. Yes. So. Such a good show. Good for him. (laughs) It is a great show. But he is the bartender on Bachelor in Paradise. He's also like the confidant slash pseudo therapist. Like, he does everything. He also does the rose ceremony, which is when, like, they give out the rose to the person they want to stay. But they have these hosts who come on for, like, a couple episode stints as well. And I don't think they add anything. Like, it's currently Lil John, And I don't know why, like, he's not adding anything to the Bachelor of Paradise experience. <laughs> I don't know why Lil John is there. Nothing against Lil John. <laughs> like, this is a really good point anna like analyzing this a little bit further please do wells actually forms connections with the contestants like he's actually having conversations with them and actually is like involved with the show as opposed to these other hosts who seriously like anna said just drop in for a hot two minutes do the do well they don't even do the rose ceremony no so what's their point exactly like what are they even doing (laughs) yeah the coast used to be a different guy named Chris, and he is no longer part of the show. And so they just have other celebrities coming on for like a couple episode stint. So you don't even get the same person the whole time. Which is fine. Yeah, it's not a big deal, but I feel like you barely see them and then they leave. Right. We just think that Wells needs a promotion. Like, I agree. I think he should stay as bartender. Yes. But I think he should also host the show, which he is more or less doing now. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree. He really is. <laughs> Right? The first host was David Spade. Like, the first host of the season. I'm not even convinced David Spade actually wanted to be there. <laughs> like, I would like Wells to be the host of Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. So, Bachelor Nation, if you're listening, that is our formal request. 
We can put it in writing if you would like. I like how Anna just threw the royal we in the situation. Not like, <laughs> hey, Henna, do you want to sign this petition with me? No, like, Henna's definitely going to be on board. Like, <laughs> even if she's not, I'm definitely dragging her into this. <laughs> I was like, you're in this now. Um, but I thought you would agree with me. <laughs> uh, the royal we, how often we use it. <laughs> um yeah i will definitely sign that petition and uh, you you Thank know you. me <laughs> i was like i'm sorry do you not agree do you prefer Lil john <laughs> like i know you're his biggest fan uh, <laughs> literal absolutely nothing against Lil john yeah at all. absolutely nothing against Lil john <laughs> we just want to share opinions per usual we do i just think well should be the host of bachelor in paradise all right, that that's what I got. That's my rant. It's not space news related at all. I'm sorry. Oh uh, yeah, I'd also like to add on to this apology because I also do not have a space related thing to share. Maybe it's just been a rough couple weeks, Anna, because it's... I also want to share some trash TV related fun. Uh, sometimes I just need to turn on the TV and be able to pay only half attention and yet have a full idea of what's going on. Yes, completely. I've been watching The Circle. The Circle is also reality TV. Oh my god. Also about like forming relationships, a little bit of drama. Unlike Bachelor in Paradise, The Circle isn't fully about romantic and physical relationships. Basically, the premise of the show is that you have a bunch of people living in different apartments. They are talking to a screen. They haven't seen you on video. And you're talking to a screen, you see pictures of everyone else in this apartment complex, and you know a little bit about them by their bio. Basically what happens is that you try to figure out who you like and who you don't like, and you want everyone to like you because every week they rank people and the people who are at the bottom of the rank get voted out. Yeah, The Circle is like this social media site for everybody on the show. And that is the only way they can communicate with the other participants. Yes. So you can either play it as your actual self or you can take on another personality and try to catfish everybody. Yes. Very important detail. What's also crazy is how you win. You can get voted out, but they also have to vote for who wins. Yes. So you need everybody to like you so that not only do you not get voted out, but so that you can eventually win at the end. And what's crazy about the show I think the reason the show is fun to watch is how outgoing everyone is. It's just so different than how I am on a daily basis. Just the amount of energy that's coming out of everyone. Like, they're so excited about their apartments. They're so excited about getting on the circle chat. They're so excited about chatting each other. Like, when you see this show, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Just the, like, amazing amount of energy every character brings. They are enthusiastic. They're enthusiastic. <laughs> All right. My favorite thing about The Circle is they like to pretend, the production of the show likes to pretend that The Circle is like some magical technology. It's not. It's just a production assistant. So they'll be like, Circle, send message to, and they like pretend that it's an Alexa-like device oh, yeah. that's listening to them and doing this and then also like transcribing their message. I can guarantee you it's some like internet back room <laughs> having to like scurry to click all the buttons and type for them. Like, oh, yeah. Anna, I didn't even think that, but you're right. The circle is this advanced piece of AI or something, and it's not. 
<laughs> no, it just makes me laugh. It's still really funny, but they try to pretend. They're like, oh, the circle. Like, it's, again, it, like some kind of artificial intelligence. Artificial being. Yeah, they talk to it. They're like, we all know it is just some poor intern. Some, protection, some protection assistant scrambling in the back. Oh, Anna, that's hilarious. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Yeah, it's actually hilarious to hear these people, like, vocalize their text messages because they'll vocalize the emojis they want to send also. That is my favorite! (laughs) And the exclamation points. I'm just sitting there being like, this is kind of awkward and uncomfortable for me to be hearing and looking at someone else's messages. (laughs) It'll be like, OMG, you're so funny. Tongue out, winky emoji. Yes, yes! Crying, (laughs) laughing emoji. Exclamation point, exclamation point. And you're like, this feels really personal. It, like, exactly. It does feel really personal. And I have never been in that situation with any other show before. So <laughs> it definitely has a unique angle. It's really fun. I like it. It's fun. Yeah, it's a fun one. But yeah, it's pretty light, too. It's fluffy. That's a good point, Anna. For me, I can stomach the circle more than I can stomach Bachelor in Paradise because the Bachelor in Paradise, there's just constant drama where people are cheating on each other. Oh and it's God. like, what did you expect was going to happen on this show? <laughs> I know. I like to tell myself that so much of this is just played it for the camera because I'm sure it's got to be. Oh, completely. I'm sure some of it, I'm not denying some of, some of the stuff people are going through are completely real feelings. Yeah. But I think some of it is played it for the camera. But it is, it, you get no breaks. There are no breathers. <laughs> no, no. It's just constant drama between couples. But the circle is not constant drama. It's up and down and very calm and like pretty chill. Again, you can watch it, but also like be putting your dishes away and still fully understand what's going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a great show to have in the background. All right. I've got nothing else to talk about today. Yeah, me neither. Nice, short and sweet. Cozy coffee chat. Late night edition. Yes. All right. Do you want to close it out? I'd love to, Anna. All right, everyone. You can find us on butitisrocketscience.com. On our website, we have a contact us page. So if you want to reach out, tell us about any ideas you have for future episodes, that's where you can get in contact with us. You can also, on our website, buy But It Is Rocket Science gear. So we have tote bags, mugs, t-shirts, tank tops with our But It Is Rocket Science logo. And currently, shipping to the U.S. and Canada is free, but if we get enough interest anywhere else, we can definitely make that happen. You can also find us on our social media. You can find us on our Twitter at But It Is RS. You can find us on our Instagram at But It Is Rocket Science. You can find us on our Facebook page at But It Is Rocket Science. And we also have a Patreon. However, we do understand that times are rough right now, like we are in a pandemic, a lot is going on in the world. With the Patreon, there's absolutely no pressure to put anything there. We just love seeing that people listen to us and we love people's messages, like that means the world to us. So absolutely no pressure with the Patreon. For anyone who's interested, we do have one and it's out there. That's where you can find us. All right, Hannah, do you want to do our outro? I'd love to. All right, Space Cadets, thanks for joining us for another cozy coffee chat. Until next time, T-minus three, two, one, liftoff! liftoff.